Welcome to the podcast where we answer the question, that's healthy? This is your host, Hope Brandt. Social media has really done a doozy on our perception of health and wellness, and I want to help set the record straight. Quick fixes and fad diets? Unachievable beauty standards? Extreme fitness challenges that leave you more broken than when you started? I'll pass. Taking ownership of your choices, treating your body and mind with respect, filling your life with things and people that lift you up instead of tear you down. Yeah, that's healthy. And that's exactly what you'll find here. Let's start the show. Welcome to episode 15 of the show. I'm so happy to be back here with you. This is going to be another solo episode, and I'm thinking it's probably going to be shorter than my past episodes. I want to keep this concise to the point, and it's really just more of a concise topic. We are going to be talking about consistency and what it actually means. I feel like it's become very, very popular to just throw that word around, and it's almost become kind of buzzwordy to just say, oh, consistency, consistency, you need to be consistent. Okay, what does that actually mean? (laughs) And how do you become a person who demonstrates consistency? I'm going to start this off by (laughs) how (laughs) your least favorite cousin would start a cheesy wedding toast. (laughs) But I want to look at the definition, the actual definition of consistency. So I was just kind of scrolling social media the other day and I saw the word consistency so often. And I know that I post about consistency a lot and it was kind of bothering me. It's this, the Enneagram type four in me that needs to be unique (laughs) and have my own take on things and not feel like I'm just repeating a bunch of shit that everybody else says on social media. So as I'm scrolling through, I'm looking and seeing all of this repetition of consistency, but no explanation or application of what it actually is and what it means. So I just went down a little Google rabbit hole myself (laughs) and I started with looking up the actual definition of consistency. And so this is the definition of consistency, firmness of constitution or character, colon, persistency. Okay, so this definition really doesn't give us a whole lot, does it? Okay, firmness of constitution or character being the same now, having the same characteristics for an extended period of time. Okay, but what are those characteristics? What does that look like? How can you implement this trait of consistency? So I then went ahead and clicked ahead to persistency to see if that would give me any more insight into a tangible application of this concept. So persistency is the quality or state of being persistent, especially perseverance. Okay, so right, that initial part of the definition really didn't give us anything we didn't know, right? (laughs) Persistency is a form of the word persistent. So then I click ahead to perseverance. And this is where I feel like we're really, really getting to the heart of the matter. Perseverance, to persist in a state 
enterprise, or undertaking in spite of counter-influences, opposition, or discouragement. This, this is something that's applicable. This is something we can actually apply to our own lives, to our behavior. And that is what is actually going to be tangible, doable, something that we can comprehend and wrap our brains around. That's not just this abstract concept of consistency, right? When we boil it down, consistency is to persist in an undertaking in spite of counter-influences, opposition, or discouragement. Now, this is, <laughs> this is a health podcast. I am a registered dietitian. So, of course, this concept to me is relating directly back to wellness practices and nutritional approaches, right? So, in order to produce results, in order to produce a change of state in your body or in how you view nutrition and wellness, we need to be consistent in our habits and in our behavior. Okay, so to be consistent, we have to persist despite counter-influences, opposition, and discouragement. Immediately, social media comes to mind when I think of counter-influence, opposition, and discouragement, especially for the word counter-influence. This is where social media can, it's the other side of that double-edged sword, right? Because social media can be a great resource for finding good information, for creating a sense of community, for seeing that other people go through the same things that you do, and, and being encouraged and seeing that other people can persist, can overcome maybe circumstances that are similar to yours. Okay, that's the bright side of social media. The downside is the counter-influence. And this is where we start to see maybe fear-mongering around nutrition or really detrimental posts that are a negative impact on our body image or our sense of self or our self-worth. We can see straight, (laughs) flat-out, inaccurate, false information, right? These would all be counter-influences to the good influence that social media can be. They can all be counter-influences to the consistency that you're trying to create in your health habits, right? Another way this can show up is kind of hopping from one approach to the next, kind of having (laughs) the, like, the dog brain, like, squirrel, 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 going you know, from one thing to the next, not being able to be consistent (laughs) in any of your health habits. That is a counter influence to being able to create consistency in your habits. So knowing where your counter influences come up, being very, very choosy on social media about what type of information you take in. And it's not just social media, right? Can be any media, can be podcasts. TV, movies, books. Books is another huge one, right? Everyone and their mom that has any type of medical education, any type of personal experience has written some sort of nutrition self-help book. 
sometimes, you know, you can take some good information from these things. Most of the time, they are either pushing really restrictive practices or just aren't telling the full scope of the information that's presented. We see this a lot of times with books that are partial to specific diets like paleo, keto, vegan, carnivore. All of those kind of fall into this category of uh, maybe they have worked for one person or another, but they don't give the full scope of either why they worked, who should not do them, the downsides of those methods, all of those things. So persisting despite counter-influences. Not allowing these things to influence your behavior. Being steadfast in the habits that you choose and knowing that it's going to take a period of time where you are religiously participating in these behaviors. And that is what is going to create the consistency needed to produce results. Okay. The next thing that we're up against, we have to persist in spite of opposition. What could this look like in relation to your health and wellness practices? The first thing that comes to mind when I think of opposition would be direct opposition from someone close to you or someone directly within your circle of influence. I think We can come up against this a lot when we are the only one in our family that's trying to make a lifestyle change or the only one in our circle of friends that's trying to make a lifestyle change. Sometimes this opposition is more benign, as in maybe they just don't consider what your goals are. They don't change their behavior to help you in any way, right? That can be a form of opposition. But sometimes it's much more direct opposition where... Maybe they're making comments that kind of tear you down or discourage you. They are saying, you know, why would you want to do this? Or it's too hard. You'll never be able to do this. So knowing where that opposition is, questioning if that's something that you can continue to allow, right? I'm not a fan of just (laughs) cutting everyone out of your life. Sometimes relationships go through hard patches and you can work through those. or if you are tough enough and strong-willed enough to just block out that noise and continue on your way, then maybe you can end up being an example for those people. And especially when it's within your family and with people close to you who you want to continue to have a relationship. So many times, just being the example through your behavior is what is going to be the main thing that has an influence on someone not words and not false promises. It's taking that action and letting people see that either it's doable or just letting people see that you keep your word and you are a consistent person. And when you set your mind to something, you'll do it. Okay, opposition, being aware of where that is and knowing where it where it comes from, cutting it out where you can, but Also, just being willing to set the example when you can't avoid it. Okay, the next thing we're persisting against is discouragement. And as I'm going through kind of my own 
body recomposition slash weight loss journey in this postpartum period of time, the first thing that I think of when I think of coming up against discouragement would be not seeing results fast enough or a perceived lack of progress. Nothing is more discouraging than feeling like you're putting in so much effort and not seeing a reward for that effort. It can be extremely hard to persist against that discouragement. But these are going to be the times where it's the most important to remain consistent in our behavior. Because I would venture to guess when we're striving toward a goal, the tendency is to feel discouraged most of the time because breakthroughs are a big deal because they <laughs> they happen rarely. <laughs> you don't have a breakthrough every single day. And this is, you know, relating to anything, not just uh, weight loss or seeing the scale move or fitting in a new pair of pants, right? Those things don't happen every day. It's not like you see the scale move down a pound every day and you get that renewed encouragement. It's not like every time you go shopping, you're down a pant size. These things take time and continued effort. Like running a business. Overnight successes are never overnight successes. They're the result of years of hard work that's gone unrecognized. And then you hit that tipping point where then you do start to see results. This is one of my favorite analogies. It's from James Clear's book, Atomic Habits. If you haven't read it, please do. But I call this, I don't know if the analogy has a specific name, but I read it in his book and I call it the ice cube analogy, where he's talking about the environment of the ice cube, right? It doesn't start to melt until we reach that 32 degree mark. But if your environment started at zero degrees, a bunch of progress had to be made to heat the environment up to 32 degrees. But you don't start seeing the ice cube melt until it reaches that point. It doesn't mean that zero degrees to 30 degrees was no progress being made, right? You had to go through that period of time of continuing to put in that effort and heat the environment to reach the melting point of the ice cube to then start seeing results. So keep that in mind when you're thinking of persisting despite feeling discouraged. A lot of times, this is a mental game. (laughs) And recognizing that you feel discouraged, I think, is a crucial part in being able to move forward from that point right? We're never going to feel motivated. We're not going to feel encouraged all the time. We're not even going to feel successful all the time, but it doesn't matter how we feel. Being consistent is being able to persist despite discouragement, okay? All right. This is the entirety of what I wanted to talk about, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it was meaningful and applicable to you, and I'll be back in a couple weeks with the next episode. But wait, (laughs) before you go, I'd love it if you'd share this episode with a friend who needs it. And to make sure we stay connected, find me on social media at hopewell underscore health. Or for more information about my nutrition coaching services, check out my website, hopewellhealth.online. And always remember, you are smart, 
capable, and talented. You have what it takes. I'm just here to educate and encourage you along the way. Catch you next time.